Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of spring Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> In my heart of hearts, I want to start with Soja Boy because that damn Usman, you you crazy 90 Day Fiance, it is stuck in my head. However, I have a big bone to pick, and yes, I am starting with it. R.I.P. Meatloaf, but the passage I'm going to sing is very important. I know the territory I've been around. It'll all turn to dust and we'll all fall down. Sooner or later, you'll be screwing around. I won't do that. No, 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 I won't do that. It's in the song. Yeah. It drives me <laughs> mad. What is, oh, I, I'll do anything to live for love. Oh, is it anal sex? It's, it's anal. not. It's in the song. Welcome to page seven. I'm coming in hot today. <laughs> it's, but it's, yeah, no, come on. It's definitely that he doesn't want to have butt fuck sex. Yeah, this, you, this, this 10 minute long epic song you know what it's about yeah he doesn't want to get pegged oh that makes yeah, a lot of sense people. 1993 i'm just like, my man. people yeah right i mean you know that i never thought of it that he didn't want to get pegged i always thought of yeah. it that, that he wouldn't do he wouldn't be the top for anal oh. sex but I, I thought it was the opposite the, i yeah, think I you guys are right i think it's funnier to think that it's a song about right. how he doesn't want to get pegged. as a person who will the for the very first time be entered in that area by a doctor uh, not a lover, uh, and that still hasn't happened yet. That will be my my. Uh, that will pop my uh, butt uh -huh. cherry. What do they call my oh, butt? My, I think that's a hemorrhage. It's called the butt cherry. I think. Oh my, yeah, it's not my butt mango. All right, it's got to be something different, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a different stone fruit. <laughs> yeah, dude, my limp biscuit yeah, it's a album. Peach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So it's just like, you know, I get it, man. I mean, I'm passionate about that. And many times, Lexi and I have had hour long, I mean, talk about one long song, <laughs> hours of discussion where she's like, what? Mm, please, well, we're singing while we do it. <laughs> Obviously. Please let me get you back in the back truck. Oh, I won't let you go. I need to see you wiggle your toes. It's like, it just goes back and forth. She's like, wiggle my toes. What do you even mean? And I'm like, oh, my wiener, it's this turning is, green. This is so oh. important actually because I always <laughs> thought that it was like because of course for the joke for our entire lives has been it's about anal and so I always thought it was like a woman begging him to like just have anal sex with her right and Every him being like I forum. won't do that yeah like that he was just like too noble or something you know because a real nice growing guy. up there was like a lot of like stigma and shame around anal, anal sex and so I was like yeah he's too he's too good a guy for that I just obviously have really been misunderstanding. I mean, the album's name is Bad Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell. So it would make a lot of sense if he was right. talking about getting pegged. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you're going to go back into that asshole. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hell's the asshole. Yeah. So there you go, beautiful. Uh, yeah, and then, and then of course, his follow-up album, Luby Tuesday, was really about, definitely about Don't anal sex. Me, Rest in Luby peace. Tuesday. Yeah, I love yeah. that song. I will say, the big thing we need to take from meatloaf dying is go get vaccinated if you have not right. vaccinated. Get fucking vaccinated. Get fucking boosted. He was openly against vaccination. Like, they tried to cover it up a little bit of how he died. And now I even, you know what? Howard Stern is one that was like, we should use his death as a stepping point to say, this is why you need and must get vaccinated if you are, you know, physically able to do so. Well, go Howard Stern and Meatloaf right? really stepping in for our public health void right now. I mean, <laughs> Meatloaf accidentally. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> and we yeah, did it's sing, one of those. Two, we sang a lot I, of meatloaf on Friday over on Jackin' with the Holies. It was a lot of fun. I, I had a blast, and and you know I was thinking about this the other day. Is I feel like lately, especially on Twitter, people really get a kick out of speaking ill of the dead, and it, and it bums me out. It's like somebody passes away, and if they did something disagreeable in their past, it's like the day of their death it gets brought up by, you know, people find find it completely okay to do something I don't, I don't like speaking of the dead. I feel like in Milo's case, doesn't it just cancel out? Can't we just enjoy the man, the legend, the the amazing singer, and just say, hey, it cancels out. He was anti-vaxxer, but then he also, you know, died of COVID complications. So let's just let that cancel and just move forward and just say, hey, that, that great couple albums from that guy, Fight Club ruled. You know what I mean? Oh, Edward, uh, did you see Edward Norton? Edward Norton had a very sweet post about Meatloaf, how he like, he said he doesn't keep any, like, photographs from his films in his home but he keeps one in his office and it's the picture of him hugging meatloaf like oh, in the awesome. meeting at yeah, the yeah. fight club and he was like the post was just he was like he was just like so full of love and so fun and sweet and so that was nice i of course immediately thought about the other best meatloaf song which is paradise by the dashboard oh, light which is of course it's been in my head all week i've said it on the show before and i'm going to say it again no one 
But no one can pull that song off at karaoke except for Henry and Jackie Zabrowski. Absolutely. They're the only ones. Hold and I, we try. Hold and I, we try. I'm a but, poor stand-in, but we, we you no, know. No, did you do uh, it on yeah, Friday? Jackie kills it. Of course. We good. Had, we knew. Good, good. Yeah, that's one, of those, that's one of those funny situations, too, where you're like, when the guy dies that's known for singing the very long epic songs and you're about to do a drinky show where you definitely where you do take donations for karaoke, we both were like, prepping for it. We were like doing vocal exercises. It's like, we, we are in this for the long it, 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 There's a lot of range song. in that song. But it's, it's different. I'm doing it on Jack and with the Holdies because the problem with, and I discovered this firsthand myself because I went through a period of time where I was very into that song. The problem with doing it at karaoke in like a social setting at a bar is you start and you're like, this will be fun. Everybody knows this song and everybody, everybody loves this song. Caring. And then you're just like, oh no. Now I'm, I'm asking for eight minutes of yes. these people's time. Totally. You know, and maybe... Maybe on Jack with the Holdies, you're also, but people are there to watch you guys sing. You're not really like preventing anyone else from singing, you know. It's, no, and at it, least it's, it's a reg- not. You've regretted immediately if you try it in person. The way worse thing is the pop song everyone knows and loves that you forget that they just repeat the chorus about 20 times at the end of the song. And then you just slowly start to lose your mind. You're like, oh, that's why this gets stuck in people's head. It's literally the same. It's just it like they just scream it, it at you. Away, I mean, yeah, there's so that. Much better than it is. Yeah, because <laughs> they repeat that a lot at the end. But they it's do worth repeat it. that a lot. But it's I don't know. There's something so it's so performative though. It's so theatrical that it really takes his songs really take you on such a journey. So at least at the, at the very least, even at the repetitive stuff, there's a build. That's there, true. Not just a constant repeat of Informa. Oh, da, 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 da. That was the worst it's one. That. that was the oh. worst one. Oh, it is. Bur- that is the worst karaoke song maybe of all time. Let us know what you think the worst karaoke song of all time <laughs> is, Chad. Is it? It's like it's hard to do. It's annoying sounding. It's low key racist, and it's. <laughs> And and he repeats the fucking thing a million times uh, at the end of the song to the point where you just want to die. Ooh. It was a fan favorite on uh, our stream for quite a while, actually, because they knew how much it tortured us. And then they actually felt so bad they stopped donating for it because it was so painful. <laughs> that is, I mean, that may be my hell, you know? Um I think Singing it just depends on the person because I feel like for, I I did of course look up worst karaoke songs that are actually banned in some places um, and <laughs> uh, some of the songs on here I don't know if I necessarily I'm like well I guess but the, the song American Pie by Don McLean is yeah. always it is what a uh. what a divisive song. That he's like, yeah. we even know Don McLean himself hates the fucking song. <laughs> but I like, I have a lot of memories tied up with American Pie. I've got a lot of family memories tied up for it. But I still would not choose to sing the nine minute long song at karaoke. That's uh-huh. the thing. Like, I had like a year of my life where I was like, <laughs> I was in seventh grade. It was a time when everyone was very interested in the 60s. And the way that I like accessed music history was that song. Like it was actually a very good little like I sat in front of my desktop, my family's desktop computer, listened to that song that had been downloaded on Napster, I guess. And like with like the downloaded lyrics in front of me. And then I would like look up like different all the references and I learned a lot. And I like will always be thankful to that song for that. I like a, a big 
historic ballot. I like a we didn't start the fire for the same reason. I was just about to say, are you, are you pro we didn't start the fire? Or are you anti we didn't start the fire? I used to be anti because when I first heard it, I was like, a year later when I first heard it, I was like, this is a poor man's American pie. But I've come. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> because wow. an American pie, he's he's a lyrical, he, he, he weaves these lyrics to tell a story. And then you listen to we didn't start the fire and he's just like, Berlin Wall, blah, blah, blah. He's just like screaming historical events. And I was like, there's no artistry here. But I take that Oh, there's that back. artistry in how it fits, MJ. There's artistry how it fits in the stuns. I know, I know. I, 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 Billy Joel is a, he and I have not had a, we've not really meshed in my life. But I appreciate him. <laughs> I so American Pie has a distinct d- yucky taste in my mouth. Because do you guys remember Young Life? When we were kids, was this like a North Carolina specific thing? It was like the cool, hip Christian camp where you could go and like they let you smoke cigarettes, man. And there was this Ooh. guy there. He was like, you know, the cool guy that has the acoustic guitar. Uh-oh. Yeah, Kelvin play- from Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. got, a, got, a, he got can- a gaggle of boys behind yep. him. Yeah. And you could tell he was like, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I just have to believe he was gross with the young girls that would be at the camp and he, he, oh, could he just, everyone loved how he could play American Pie so well, man. And he knows the whole thing by heart and everyone gathers around and it's so special and they're like, wow, this guy's amazing. And I'm just like, I was just like, the opposite of this guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was just like, hated it so much. It just made me so mad. I think that's the problem like, with American Pie is that by and large, the people who really like it, at least in that time, like in our youth, the especially older, full adults in the 90s who still were holding a candle for American Pie, they were weird. If you were, yeah. if you liked it when you were young and you like it now because you have some association with that, I think that's fine. I think a full grown adult being like, gather around children. Yeah. I knew a girl who sang the blues. It's like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> and they'd all sit around and they're like, Timberlake, what was the dumb clothes that everybody wore? They Everyone wore the same clothes and they all, all these rich preppy kids, they sit around like, wow, he's like amazing. You know what I mean? I just like knew he was so full of shit and the whole program, like my, bro- my brother ended up, my parents had to be like, um, do not let this thing pr- brainwash you. <laughs> like, it was so funny. I, and I never had seen that from my parents before. They were like, I thought that was so hilarious too because it was like this good, hip Christian camp. You know what I mean? And we're just like, we're cool like you guys. We're not trying to come down on you kids. We're just trying to teach you about the good Lord's word. You know what I mean? And just like, oh my brother was totally falling for it hook, line, and sinker. My parents were like, this is evil. I can tell this is evil. You know what I mean? It was a yeah. weird moment. I was like over the dirt table. Also, I'm really glad I like Bustle's List of shitty karaoke songs because they included one of Miley's favorite ones for another weird reason and that would be What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Why, you hate. Remember the worst gig we ever did, Jackie, with that kid with the kitty, with the cats over the universe t-shirt, the meme kid. Yes. He was literally like, it was as if like you had a 3D printer that could print human beings and you just typed in like shitty meme hipster kid <laughs> and, it, and it printed him out and then you just fed him a ton of alcohol and pushed him into a, a, a show. And so this kid, I always tell the story because it makes me so crazy. We, it was a horrible gig. There were bands there. No one wanted to see sketch comedy. Everyone was, it was a party. Everyone was screaming. Even bands could barely be heard. They didn't even want to watch my monologue, MJ. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want to see my characters. And so we're in the middle of a scene and Meme Boy 
gets on stage. We're already humiliated and miserable. You know what I mean? And just having a horrible time. And this kid uh, literally gets on stage in the middle of our <laughs> sketch and starts singing. And I said, hey, yeah. Just start, literally in the, like, like, could you imagine like a person just walking into your scene and just screaming a fucking meme song because He-Man was screaming it on his YouTube channel that he likes like literally two hours ago and he just thinks like, wow, everything on the internet needs to be said out loud, right, guys? <laughs> so he got up on stage and started singing it and then Ed poured an entire beer over his head uh, and then he tried to start a ch- everyone, he tried to get everyone in the audience. He was like, oh yeah, he turned to Ed and was like, hey man, what the <laughs> fuck? And we were like, you're in the middle of our show. You just got on stage and started singing a song. And then he got off stage and tried to lead the audience in a sing-along of the song. And then I got into his face and we ended up throwing him out. You can't take it out on four non-blondes, though. I can't I can't help but associate it with like shitty memes, like like um just kind of annoying internet humor. But if you're at you know the bar, I mean? why is it on the list? Because if you're at the bar and you're People are doing karaoke and they start doing that song. Are you going to be like, fuck, fuck, fuck? I mean, you will, Holden, but. Here we go. This is what they at least give their reasons, actually. So I'm glad you asked this question. Okay, good. Uh, why you chose it? I don't know why you chose it. I don't know why anyone would choose it. Are you an actual former member of Four Non Blondes? Is that what it's about? <laughs> the dream is over, man. Give it up. Singing Katy Perry song or something. Why it was a terrible idea. I don't know if I agree with that part. This song is long. True. Okay. It is five minutes long. It is self-serious, but most of all, it shows that you think you're an awesome singer, but also too cool to sing a Broadway song, which ironically makes it the entire makes the entire thing even worse. What's going on? Which I kind of see that. I think I just I think hate- that sounds like someone who wrote it doesn't know how to sing and is fucking <laughs> salty about it. I'm gonna throw that out there. I, I I'm with you on that. I just think I just hate um I'm I'm an internet crotchety old man yes, and I hate know. when people bring internet memes into real life and I feel like just like Africa, Toto's Africa, doing Excuse what's Excuse me. Again, <laughs> I don't I'm hate gonna the stop song, you right but there. it's become an internet meme and <laughs> therefore everyone's Sometimes like, oh, the internet's Africa, right, Africa, Africa, Africa. And that song <laughs> is anything you do with that song is funny. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with that song. I mean, there's a lot of things wrong it, with that I song. That's the reason. Anything you do with it is comical. That that's anything. I will always <laughs> smile when I think about that song, when I hear it. it there's, it's like it's absolute pure serotonin for me. And I won't <laughs> stand by and let you badmouth that song unless you're going to talk about the I don't know, the weird colonialism of it. There's a lot to say about the song. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird things you can say about the song. Uh, I love MJ's like, can unpack. We just let MJ go. And can unpack. <laughs> I, I just wanted to hear. I wanted to hear where you were going to go with it. I mean, I don't even, that's the thing. I don't even think anyone understands how to talk about the colonialism. I've never even seen like a comprehensive like discourse about that. Like, I think everyone's just like, I guess, it, I, I mean, it's gotta be, ra- it's, it is racist, but like, what is it even about? It's like too confusing to even know why it's racist, aside from the fact that it's mystic for, for some reason about Africa. Like, you don't know, you know, it's just, but it's just, it, it's, it works for me. <laughs> uh, I don't agree with a lot of these choices, but I will say also Angel by Sarah McLaughlin is a uh, terrible choice for a, uh, <laughs> A karaoke song. Um, I apparently, um, David 
Pike, I don't know how to say his last name, said that the song Toto's Africa is about a man's love of the continent of Africa rather than a personal Mm. romance. He said he based the lyrics (laughs) around a late night documentary with depictions of African plight and suffering. It had a lasting impact on him. It both moved and appalled me. This is very funny. So he's not going to do anything, but he is going to write a song where these (laughs) white guys are going to make a lot of money. He says it both moved and appalled me and the pictures just wouldn't leave my head. I try to imagine how I'd feel about it if I was there and what I'd do. And what does he do? He writes a song about Africa. That's so funny because that's always, I've never thought that it was a love song about a person. I've always thought it was a love song about the continent of Africa. Africa. (laughs) And I think that's pretty clear based on the text, but it's always, it's always been kind of presented to be about a person like that. It's a, it's a, it's a love song that about a love that took place in Africa. And I'm like, no, no, no. That guy just loves the continent of Africa as he has experienced it on television. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I would feel the same way about the cast of the Eminem characters. Oh, but, oh my God. Um, not anymore because they took all their sexiness away. I laugh so hard when I got when I saw the headline that the Eminem's characters are getting a new look to become more inclusive. It's not about the inclusivity part. It's just so funny. It's but did, it's just what is inclusive about it? What they're wearing so they're stupid. wearing better heels. I think that's nice that she's wearing a a, a thicker heel, the brown one. <laughs> you know, but it's just don't call it inclusive. They're all yeah, still better M&Ms. for the back, right? I, I think that's the thing is all they had to do, just do the redesign and not say anything. Yeah. No one would have noticed. And if they it. did, they would have been like, oh, okay, whatever. They like slightly changed the thing. But to use the word inclusive, I mean, was this their own PR statement, it, right? I, I mean, mean, it has to be. So the thing is that their arms used to all be tan and now they're not anymore. It's like, does one of them okay. speak another they're language? M&Ms. Like, they what is not human beings. Literally, they're what M&Ms. is inclusive? I was staring at the picture of the before and after, and I'm like, okay, the orange M&M is still anxious. He was anxious before, he's anxious again. But now he's addressed his mental health, MJ. Yes, he's so it's But different. how has he? He's just like more anxious now. <laughs> no, I just love, thank God, because every time I saw that green M&M, I was like ripping off my panties. And I was like, <laughs> let me out let me out Now she doesn't have go-go boots on anymore. Dry as the Sahara. How yeah, am I supposed yeah, to eat chocolate sneakers. candies now? A lot of conservatives had a, like a, <laughs> they felt like this was too woke and they're like, I want the sexy green M&M back. I want a fucker, you know? All of I it want a Dr. Ridiculous. Seuss M&M now. Yes, I want a... it's just ridiculous. All of but, it. But the, All I, of it my favorite, honestly, everyone was talking about the green M&Ms. She lost her sexy boots and now she's just wearing sneakers. But my favorite is that they're like making the, t- the two girl M&Ms like pass the Bechdel test because the brown M&M now and the green M&M used to like be bitchy to each other because women are bitches when they're in the same room with each other. Oh, but now, no. not anymore, we're woke now and so now the two M&M's work to get the two lady M&M's are like sisterhood is forever and they're like cool with each other instead of fighting over the like limited men in their lives which are like the three other M&M's it's so I, I, <laughs> think about, lie, I mean you lost me so hard <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> think, think about like remember when they took the animals out of the cages on the animal crackers like containers uh-huh. fine I you know what even that I'm like hell yeah free those animals right. yes we are eating them so technically they are still in a box 
cage uh, that's going to go inside of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But fine, take them, take them, take the bars away from outside of the animal crackers. This just uh, both sides of it and the war, quote unquote, about it, all of it is so funny. No one actually. Did you really see people really? I feel like no! we talk about people actually caring, but no one actually does. I think it's literally just Russian bots talking to each other. Like, I don't even think, I think that it's literally at this point just bots that communicate and then we like write these dumb news stories about them and they're all, it, none of it's re- the real The reaction ever. is like, oh, the M&Ms are all non-binary now and then a bunch of conservatives are like, I wanted to fuck that M&M and then, yeah. it's, and then there's a story about that, you know. I don't want to be in a bathroom now with that M&M. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, it's not, why are you eating M&Ms in the bathroom, sir? Maybe you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself, okay? Team Sk- hashtag Team Skittles. To make it more inclusive, they're going to make the M&M's all different sizes. Are you out of your fucking mind? People seek out <laughs> M&M's because they're all the same fucking size. Yeah, they're all the same size and they're not going to make the actual M&M's different sizes, right? I thought that that no. was what it said. It's just in the imagery. No. That wouldn't make any sense. I'd throw off the whole thing if they made them different sizes. Well, that's what I thought. I no. mean, I'm always going to throw it back to if you want inclusivity, you go back to the Burger King's Kids Club. Now, that's the inclusivity I'm fucking talking about. That was back before it was woke to even have the inclusivity. And I just will oh, I'll always remember that I was like, hell yeah, that's a lot of fun because they had wheels. And I always loved the wheels character that you would get inside of the beat. Maybe I just grew up on fast food. Am I the only one that grew up in fast food? <laughs> no, I ate McDonald's at least once a week and usually like probably three times a week. I loved fast food growing up. That was my jam. That was my favorite thing. I was lonely and I was sad and I loved McDonald's. So that's what I that's what well, I had now in my you've life. Grown up. Now you're lonely and sad, but you go to Five Guys. And that's Yeah, now I go to Five Guys. I get I was talking up. about my my uh, afternoon passy earlier uh with these two. Yo, they're making I, uh, these M&M's different the fucking babies, shapes, but. people. I saw it. I I I I don't know how I missed this part of the article. It's it's kind of buried at the bottom, but yeah, um it definitely says in an effort to represent all different shapes and sizes the candy manufacturer will be shaking up the look of the actual candies. Oh, um shit. I mean, they've already had M&M minis that's and the stuff. That's thing. And also the peanut M&M's have always been bigger the yeah. M&M's sure. always bigger. But in the bag, when you buy a bag of M&M's, you are buying <laughs> it knowing that every M&M in that bag is going to be the same shape. Now I guess it's going to be, oh, fun. But let me tell you something. Have you ever heard of a choking hazard? Because I buy M&M's, <laughs> regular, non-peanut yeah. M&M's, knowing right. that my two and three-year-old can eat them. Now I'm going to have a, buy a fucking bag of M&M's and there's going to be some that are choking hazards and some that aren't. Right. Come and on. they also changed non-peanut <laughs> M&Ms to non-binary M&Ms, by the way. <laughs> so God. you're going to have to get used to that. That yellow M&M is definitely, he could be the non-binary <laughs> mascot for sure. He's, he's also pretty anxious. Orange it M&M gets all the anxiety, yeah. but in the commercials, yellow <laughs> M&M is the one that's like, ooh, ooh, and red's the yeah, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. If they want to make it more inclusive, they should just make red go to like a sensitivity training. And now when if I get one of these bags, am I, because I do own them now, am I not allowed to fat shame the larger M and M's in the back, which you always do question. too. Every time you always yes. take them out and be like, "Look, that funny, yeah, funny, funny, M and M." Oh, but you, yeah, run a mile right now. <laughs> run a mile right now. I want to see it, M and I want to see it, Big Yellow. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see it right now, Big Yellow. You are a nightmare to those M&Ms, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
I mean, it's how I get, you know what I mean? Some people, they take it out on people, random people on the street. Some people road rage, you know, whatever you're going to do. I take it out on the various candies that I eat. I, I love uh, it. And you know what? Yeah, sometimes- yeah. Sour Patch Kids are a bunch of little fucking bitches, if you ask me, by the way. <laughs> oh, they're so sour. But then I lick, lick, lick. Oh, and then they're sweet. And then they're all, oh, yeah. Then they're ready to be mashed. They're ready to be mashed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suck the sour right off of them. Um, but where does Peter Dinklage go to really get out all of his rage? He takes it to Mark Marin's WTF podcast. And I, talk about someone that put their rage out in the proper way. I read this article and I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Peter Dinklage came out against Disney because Disney is redoing Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And he just openly was like, I'm just like, what are you doing? You're progressive in one way because you hired a Latina actress as Snow White, but then you're still making that fucking backwards story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. What the fuck are you doing, man? Take a step back and look at what you're doing there. It makes no sense to me. Hell yeah, Peter Dinklage. Is there a trailer out? Uh, I'm trying to find it now. No, there's not. But then Disney came back. So Disney then, in between the time I sent you guys that article and now. Okay. Disney has responded. And their response, which is, man... The, the amount of teams probably working round the clock to put out <laughs> They're this replacing response. the dwarves with M&M's. It's going to be the seven M&M's. Oh, my God. I wish. And they're, and like, they're all going to be really sizes. sexy, but they're all going to be very sexual. They're going to just be like, suck me, Snow White, and fuck me, Snow White. I'm, I'm right in the It's going to be no. crazy. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They said to avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film, we're taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. We look forward to sharing more as the film heads into production after a lengthy development period. Then why are you making it? Yeah. Why are you do like, why, why are you making it? You know, it's make another movie. That's the thing. I think I, when I read this, I was like, this is so interesting because Peter Dinklage is, of course, right. And it's just like there are some movies that might just the text itself just might be not re- not redeemable in a current remake time. You know, I think that there's lots of examples from Disney, uh, other Disney movies where it's like you could they could they probably could remake like Peter Pan and take out the racism against indigenous people or 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 do that somehow differently and better. But also sometimes there's just a text that's like, you know what? That was a that was a product of its time and 
But also, yeah, we're talking about like a group of people that has experienced a lot of harm from this and we can just like let it go. That's it. Yeah. Did you guys see Snow White and the Huntsman? No. In 2012? So this is at the end of this new article that came out. So the legend of Snow White was recreated in an updated yet grittier version. I remember Snow White and the Huntsman. It was starring Kristen Stewart. I did not see it. Charlize Theron was playing, uh, played Queen Ravenna. But what I didn't know is that the seven dwarves were played by people like like other actors that had their faces digitally put onto <laughs> smaller actors like Bob Hoskins and Ian McShane. I wow. did not know. That that's what they fuck. Then why are they making this movie? Stop. Why don't they just do the knees on the shoes like any other (laughs) self-respecting production? It's so disrespectful. It's so horrible. That's so crazy. Yeah, I never thought about it so much. I love that Peter Dingle has always been the one person out there really banging that drum and and having that integrity because it takes that in order to to move the move this stuff forward. But it's it's an odd one. I mean. You know, I know they're definitely just doing it to make that sweet, delicious Disney sure. money. You know what I mean? I get it. You know, and then we're going to have the, what is it, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is going to be out soon. Like, I know. Like We have I, to just mine everything that already exists to remake it. But uh, yeah, like there's, may, maybe there is a way to be like, we're in touch with the dwarfism community and so it's going to be bad. But it's just the premise of the, the thing is called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. When I was a kid, I was like, when I found out that like, dwarfism was like a real thing and that there were like real people who were dwarves i was like no that's like a magical thing from snow white you know like there <laughs> this is an ex- like this is just an actual example for as much as people the way that we talk about like woke stuff is often frustrating and stupid this is an actual example of how the things that you watch when you're a kid shape the way you think about the world right and then you're like oh like i see a real person who is a little person and I think like, oh, wow, you're like magic. Like there's actually, this is like an actual example of why it matters how you represent Represent people. You know, communities, yes. Yeah, like he's just right. And there's not really a way that you can, I don't think that there's like an, an, an amount of people you can consult with to like, change the premise and name of the film you know i just right. don't know what they're gonna do i feel like then you have to immediately it's like you gotta do it's like i guess if you're gonna make it more like the lost boys it's like well then you're just copping from another disney movie in my brain it's like let's have like a crossover maybe it's just like oh it's all the winnie the pooh characters <laughs> you know and it's like all oh, the winnie the pooh characters they all live in the tree and so they come and they help snow white then you just have to fucking change it up what if it's just like gnomes right sure. something that's like like elf I was just like Elf is 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 I think like totally passes the test because it's just purely there's no reference like it's just purely even, magic. Even Peter Dinklage makes the joke of right. like no I like elves are a different fucking thing. Like, right. That's even a part of the fucking movie. Right. 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 Yeah. Fairies, elves, gnomes. These are all fairy tale. Magical fairy tale stuff. I mean, I, I'm also, I pulled up the Wikipedia for the actual 19th century German fairy tale. I mean, it is based on, you know, the source material. I believe the seven dwarfs are in the original story. But, I mean, still, couldn't you just change, like, just tweak it a little bit and just give it actual, like, magical forest creatures as opposed to the real 
term dwarf. Right. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what's going on with any of this stuff. Though. I'm just glad I'm not on the driver's seat of this situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's some people that are upset about that. And then there's some people that are upset about Julie. And we got Julie. Julie. I'm talking about Julia Fox and Kanye West. You know what? This is starting to freak me out a little bit because this person clearly just wants to be Kim Kardashian and is just kind of doing, I feel like this is like the setup for a horror movie, right? This is like hand that rocks the cradle shit or something, right? Like, I feel like this person was obsessed with, this is, we're talking about Julie Fox, We're talking about Julia uh, Fox, who, quote, says, unfazed by Kanye relationship, I've dated billionaires my entire adult life. Henry sent me this, a link to this article at, like, 2 a.m. It was just like, (laughs) I've never understood a woman more. He's like, we've got the same (laughs) amount of belly because in the a lot of the pictures, um, she wears a lot of low-rise pants and then really short crop tops. So it is that like old school low-rise, like it's a lot of her torso that is shown. And um, I guess she exclusively dates billionaires. Which the agent, I think he got that from, because he also reads that blind items page and that was listed on there. And the blind item was like, did Julia Fox just admit to yachting? Like, which is essentially what that kind of is. Um, And then on top of that, you know, it's always interesting to me, the people who are like, I was her biggest fan. And now I've got her man, you know, her man, you know what I mean? And it's creepy, bro. And like, I feel like the whole thing is her just like, she was literally, what did, what did she, what's the exact fucking quote is, um, I wanted them to be my family. You feel like you know them. Uh, referring to keeping Ooh. up with the Kardashians. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, dude. And now it's like this yeah, whole I thing Yeah, I feel like I know seems... all the members and sister wives, but I also am not gonna go be the fifth fucking wife. You know why? Whatever. Just you, would, you would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm spicy. I couldn't you give them the, the amount of children You're only not because they haven't asked you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Cody Brown, just give me a shot. I know you're losing wives <laughs> left and right right now. So, I mean, I know you got open spots. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, Jackie. Yeah, you would totally do this to give this the sister wives treatment, you know? Um, <laughs> just uh, just creeping me out a little bit because everyone wants to be like, oh, he's like love bombing her, manipulating her. I'm like, I think actually she's the creepy one in this situation. I think it kind of goes both ways, which makes oh, it yeah. doubly creepy. Like, yeah. like uh, you know, it's like how I was just listening to a podcast about this, but how like Katie Holmes you know, said when she was 17 in 17 Magazine, like, I have a a crush on Tom Cruise and I want to marry him or whatever. And then, like, they, when they got married and it's like... In mm-hmm. contract, yeah. It's it's like, to he's Kanye West. Like, there's no one he can date that won't probably have had a previous relationship with him as a figure. But it is creepy for her. It's almost creepier than the Katie Holmes thing. It's creepier thing. to me that it's all about Kim. Yeah. He, she doesn't say shit about having been a Kanye fan right, this whole time. Right, right. It's like that she wants it, to it, That's the creepy part yeah. is that it's not that. I mean, in that case, and I feel like in a lot of cases, that was a list I wanted to actually look up this into Jackie. I'm sure it exists of people who were fans of like super fans of people they ended up later dating, yeah. right? But in the sense, in the case of those people, I feel like Tom Cruise could easily be let known that Katie Holmes 
used to have a huge crush on him when she was a little girl and then capitalize on that like a creepo. And I'm she fucks fish, so what the fuck? Why wouldn't he do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck fish. He just go under the sea, right? Oh. And then but then with this situation, I feel like it's almost even more insidious because it's the whole you know, yeah, I think she wants to be Kim. It's like it's like fun. the Katie Holmes situation meets like um like the bunny boiler, you know, kind of classic. Oh yeah, or like yeah, hand that right, not hand that rocks the cradle, but um I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, why can't Glenn I think Close. of the fucking the Glenn Ooh, Close one? Single white female. Not single white female, that's a Bridget no? one. There was a lot of those movies in the early <laughs> though, to be fair. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, there was a lot of those movies. Like, I'm gonna take over your entire life. Um, because and... because people, fatal attraction. Thank you. Ah, Thank fatal you. attraction. <laughs> um, because uh, I want everyone to always remember that women are scary. Women are scary. <laughs> and I think that the 90s capitalized on it. We're coming back around to it again. I will throw it out there that... um. I kind of liked their very weird, oversized, matching denim outfits, <laughs> a la Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. God, and he's so obsessed with those big boots. Loves what those is going boots. on with those boots? Loves They're those huge. Boots. I bet he's like, makes you feel like a fucking superhero. I'm fucking fight crime in these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, I bet he's like that I about get, it or whatever. Go That's for him. Thing. Fight the crime. It's I, hard, I feel like about okay. 5% of Kanye's fashion ideas are like really cool and then the other ones I'm just like I don't know uh, what what I don't know what you're doing that's fashion in yeah general, you're right because you know. it makes me feel like every time when um I used to live with Henry and Natalie and then we would sit and watch Project Runway and Henry and I constantly almost every episode the ones that we liked the most were always the ones that got kicked off uh-huh. and so then we started playing the game where we would we were trying to watch all the back episodes of Project Runway to like choose the craziest one that we hated the most and Three out of four times we were right with choosing who won the season. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, that's how little I know about fashion. Yeah. You know, or at least, I mean, I've got style, like high, but that kind of high end fashion. Yeah. I don't or like it. fancy pants fashion. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, it all it. makes no sense. Um, but it's it is a weird fun. World. It's a made up world. Like, it is. And there's that, uh, there's, there's a picture of the two of them of Ju- Julie, Julie. <laughs> um, and they're together and he's got like, it seems like a gimp mask, um, but it's not a gimp mask. It's like a fashion hood that goes over his face. Very scary. And it should be Yalia. But you know what? She yeah. wants to be like Kim too much and it's Kim Ye, So it's got to be Julie. It's weird. She's weird. You're right. It should be Alia. It should be different. <laughs> and I think that's why when people are like, that they've been dating for like two and a half weeks. And I was right. like, already with the, like, and she's the one that came up with the nickname and started pushing it. So maybe they deserve each other. I don't know. I think it's going to be a bad scene for him when he's done with it. That's all I'm going to say. I think it's not going to be a fun scene. And I'm scared for Kim a little bit. I think she wants to wear this woman's skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Julia, Julia Fox or whatever. <laughs> Terrifying. Can you imagine a horrifying the security woman. team that she has between, like, I, I would only hope that Kim Kardashian has the kind of security team because if he's living, ac- like, or planning on living across the street, openly saying that he's going to, even in jest, go after her current boyfriend. Um, I, I imagine she's got the security on there pretty thick right now. Mm-hmm. Although, who knows? Yeah. He did just show up at their kid's um, birthday party uninvited. We didn't even get to talk about the Oscar Mayer baloney face mask. And that's disgusting. The <laughs> you baloney, get sick of out the baloney face mask. And I'm saying this is the hot dog fucking ambassador of the southwestern region of the United States. The Oscar Mayer baloney face mask, which is an actual face mask. Um, 
I think that that makes it worse. I'd rather just put bologna on my face. Here's the thing. So, People yeah. did used to make faces out of bologna. I did it all the time. I, but no I, one put it out. on their face. Well, sometimes I put it on my face. <laughs> I mean, especially after uh, Cable Guy. Yeah. Remember when uh, Jim Carrey puts yeah. in the, and he Silence does it like, hello, Clarice. The yeah, yeah, of the lambs. And um, so you <laughs> definitely did put it on her face after biting out the eyes and the mouth. But that was a Jim Carrey reference and not just, you know, baloney kicks. So the new Oscar Myers baloney face mask is not made of baloney, but it's it looks like baloney. Does it, it smell like, like baloney? So I, it doesn't. It's got like witch hazel. Technically, all the things in it: witch hazel, botanical, and seaweed derived ingredients. Uh, uh, bullshit, bullshit. Collagens. Okay. Baloney design induces unparalleled serotonin surges. I don't know about that. And prolific amount of selfies. Now the problem is that it looks like, and it does make me think back into the um, celebrity coven system that uses the very expensive face lotion that's made out of the baby foreskins, which it's not. It's made out of stem cells, but of course, uh, people say that it's made out of baby foreskins. But if you're going to think about foreskins, can you not? Like, It looks like a foreskin mask, right? <laughs> Just me? It does look like the foreskin of a baby, for sure. But uh, at the same time, my real my question is, does the face mask have a first name? Whoa. It's F-A-C-E-E. <laughs> Two E's. Yeah, it's Weird. Fosse. It's a Fosse. 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 That's, That's how weird... you make it fancy. Interesting, isn't it? That Fosse. is the baloney basket relationship with Kanye as well. Is that what's happening? Fosse. Fosse. Uh, Good lord. I feel like, I mean, I guess I'll, if I saw one in the wild, obviously I would purchase right. it and I will put it on my face. Um, I mean, I'm glad that it is not made out of baloney because when I first was tagged in it, I was like, that's a very, you're just selling, like at that point, you're just selling baloney donuts. And if you're going to call them bolognuts, uh, yeah, I'll buy them. <laughs> wow, I just made that up. And I'm a great marketer. Bolognuts. Bolognuts. Sounds like you're just giving a set of testicles a blowjob. Oh, it's, hold it. It's not blownuts, It's bolognuts. Bolognuts. Oh, okay. You got to say it really carefully. And then you bite the gotcha. little hole Julie. in there. Yeah. Understandable. Um, uh, before we get into the Conspiracy. I just wanted to give shout outs to the whole uh, Neil Young Spotify situation. I had to just go look it up because the update was that they did indeed remove they his did, music. And in did fact, they really? there is no Neil Young on that Spotify, essentially. So for anyone that does not know. I've got playlists with Neil Young on them. I know, and I, I fucking know, love right? Neil like, Young. That's totally going to fuck up a lot of shit, too. I'd love, I, I, I will have to. Probably get it all on vinyl or something at this Shit. point. In case nobody knows, you know what? I, 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 man, Neil Young, the forever curmudge of my fucking heart. Neil Young was like, I will not be on Spotify anymore, uh, especially because of Joe Rogan. You're either going to take Joe Rogan off of Spotify or I am taking all of my music. And this was within, or at least it went, it will like, at least it went wide a couple days ago, but within two days, music off, music on. He took his music. Wow. He's like, I will, I will not be on Spotify with Joe Rogan. And um, what a fucking, because he's Neil Young. He can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. What a power move. Good for you, Neil Young. <laughs> Make your stand and I'm going to miss you from <laughs> Spotify. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a fucker right there. Man. man. And but we good, will good still, I mean, 
not because of Joe Rogan and not because of Neil Young. We will continue. I, now is the time of not of our discontent that we are going to let you guys know that February 1st, you heard it over on last podcast network, but starting February 1st, we will not be Spotify exclusive anymore. And it is nothing. There's not like a deal went south or anything. There's literally nothing bad happened. We just wanted to be able to be able to be open and available for everyone on every platform. And because a lot of people didn't get to listen to our shows anymore. So if you've got friends that stop listening because they're like, I fucking hate Spotify or I cannot download Spotify or I just can't like I'm out of the country and I'm in a certain country where we can't have Spotify. Um, let them know that we will be Mr. Worldwide. We're going to be very pitbull starting February 1st. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. Look at that. Uh, all right. Now hit me with the share. Do you believe it? Did Justin Bieber fake having Lyme disease? Wow. All right. Uh, let's see how this one goes. Yeah. Well, I will just preface all of this with this one comes from L, whose thoughts and opinions do not necessarily reflect that of the host of the show. However, this email was funny enough that I have to read it pretty much verbatim. I love right. it. <laughs> I like where this is going. So this is from Elle. Before we get started, I just want to say a huge thank you to y'all and the entire LPN fam for providing such a reliable source of levity for me and the the greater fan base. Now, on to the conspiracy. Ahem. Did Justin Bieber fake having Lyme disease? We all know that Justin Bieber's uh, developed a, how you say, complicated reputation since he's grown out of his status as a child star and into a full-on mega celebrity. Unfortunately, partially due to him going through adolescence under the weight of super fame and being a little dipshit, Bieber's gained notoriety as less of a bad boy and more of a toxic little fuck. Evidence includes slamming your car door in his wife's face. Haters will say it's not his fault, even though it, it fucking clearly is. Pissing in that mop bucket, LMAO. I don't even know what that one was. Oh he my God, when bucket. he pissed that, oh, I'll, oh, I'll never, that's my, <laughs> one of my never forgets with Justin Bieber. When he pissed in the mop bucket and it's like the people were closing down the fucking like restaurant that he was in. Right. And he's like, I don't give a shit. And he pissed in the pop. And like, that was when he was at his like worst. But still, it was like, as someone that worked in a restaurant, especially at that time, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. There's also losing his pet monkey. There's also owning a pet monkey in the first fucking place, yelling at his wife for beating him in like rinky-dink arcade basketball WTF. I don't even Ooh. know that one either. Essentially, everything featured in his Comedy Central roast. So where does the Lyme disease factor in? Thank you for the reminder. I'm getting to it. Bieber revealed that he allegedly came down with the tick-borne illness in January 2020. To that, I say whatever. Huge caps. Whoa. What is the size of this font? 18 size font. Whoa. Everything else is 11 size font. How do you, you can just tell by looking at it? Oh, well, I just clicked on oh. it to see what the font <laughs> size was. You're a fuzzle. That's a one of my uncanny abilities. Yeah, one of my uncanny <laughs> abilities is to just understand the exact like type and this is Georgia font 11. I know it like the back of my head. I posit to you instead that Justin Bieber faked his Lyme disease diagnosis in order to get public opinion back in his side after he was put on blast at his roast and the public at large realized just how much of an irresponsible punk ass he was. He would hope that his incurable diagnosis would help others feel sorry for him, but guess what? He forgot how much he sucks. <laughs> Later that same month, presumably after not getting the attention slash pity to which he was so entitled, Jabili B. Billy... 
Jabili B. Billy shut a car door in his wife's face. I ask you, have you ever accidentally shut a car door in someone's face when you knew that the other door on the street side in this case was inaccessible? Not only that, but this happened in January 2020. Guess who became overwhelmed with healthcare stress in 2020? Since he's a whiny little piss boy, <laughs> Peeves got all mad that the attention was pulled away from his totally real diagnosis onto the actual confirmed real pandemic and got caught on camera yelling at his wife, boo who? My thoughts go out to Haley Schmieber for having to be married to such gutter trash, along with the alleged tick that allegedly bit this alleged celebrity. I am not biased. How dare you? I will say big ups to MJ for being a little more empathetic towards Justin, saying we should be a little more patient because stardom totally destroyed his childhood, and he never had much of a chance to mature anyway. I, however, am a crotchety old man, so I will not hesitate to type in the email or write to my congressperson if my sleepmates don't kick in first. In all sincerity, I do want to thank you all again for the joy you share with us every week. Jackie, you're an inspiration. Holden, I channel you when I'm drunk, so pray for me. MJ, <laughs> you saying last week that you're not a smart person because you watch more TV than movies while being like the smartest person with excellent politics and taste is such pure millennialism. Aww. Big mood. Cheers and lots of love, Elle. <laughs> I love you. I'd follow you into battle. Yes, I believe whatever <laughs> yeah. you say. Yes, I'm you're like, right. Yep. Let's get him. Let's Fuck get him. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to find him and be like, where's the tick? And I'll just be screaming like, where's the tick? As if he still has to have the tick um, on him <laughs> to have the Lyme disease, which is not true but uh it would be kind of fun he also made a prediction on how you guys would react and so far he is correct mj what about you Ooh. i <laughs> i'm thinking about the time i found a tick on kidian like five days after we had been in the woods no and i was like what that, that tick has been there for a while hey, where'd oh you find God. it it was like on the Terrible. back of his like knee he was like I feel like the back of my knee's really itchy <laughs> and will you take a look at it and i looked and i was like huh What's this? And it was just a tick. And it was Thursday. And That's we had so been scary. at a friend's cabin like over the weekend. And we were just like, oh. So what happens? I, this say, can you tell how much of a city person I am? I'm like, but then what, what, what do you do? I know you can't just rip it out. Well, we're very city. I somehow, well, that's the thing. I didn't, you're supposed to do this whole thing where you light up a tweezers and then fucking rip yeah. it out. I just like, I just was kind of like got what I could out. But then- I think that he contacted his doctor and got some like, I think that they have like a pre, like a prophylactic, you know, if you think you got Lyme disease, you can take this kind of antibiotic. I don't remember, but I remember being very scared because like a year earlier, a friend who coincidentally, whose family's cabin we were at where Gideon got the tick a year earlier, the friend had gotten a, a Lyme disease and he got like really sick for, you know, it's like a scary, scary thing. And um, so, Justin Bieber, I'm glad that you didn't get extremely sick with debilitating chronic Lyme disease, I guess. But also, it sounds like you're a little punk. I agree with that. He is a punk. No question about it. All right. There you go. Did we both wait, wait, respond see. the way that they thought we were going to respond? So I believe I you were going to be. Okay, yeah, I think MJ was supposed to be more of like a maybe, probably not. But whatever, I still appreciate L and Do I believe uh, that he that... faked it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I actually... 
Do I believe? No, I don't think he faked it. There you go. So they're not, that's in line with the prediction. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your celebrity conspiracy. By the way, I think that was number 80. Hell wow. yeah. Yeah, that was number 80, by the way. That Holy just shows fuck. you how many weeks we have been in the pandemic. <laughs> Forever yeah. and ever and ever. Well, I Good guess times. we both believe. And thank you so much for sending in this amazing, amazing conspiracy theory. Oh, wait. Yeah, we missed the opportunity in. to say that we believe. Because I oh, always say yeah. I believe, and this week is a week we can really say we believe. <laughs> uh, also, and there's some other ones in there too. I haven't gotten to. Please keep sending them in. Page seven podcast at gmail.com. Page the number seven podcast at the numeral seven podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I also uh, I will get to the other ones as well. I love it. Thank you. And um, I guess it's time. For the list? Oh! Sing it Who's to me. on the list? It's me! Jackie, gotta have that, that list. list. Ooh! 15 celebs we didn't know have very surprising phobias. Now, the thing is, you're like, Jackie, we've done this list before. But this list actually has ones on it that I did not know about. Did you know, will this kind of make sense? Sting has a huge phobia of any kind of injury to his hand or fingers. I feel like that's not so much a phobia as it is that he makes all of his money um, from his hands and his fingers. Yeah, I guess. it's like our insurance conversation last it's week. It's a little bit like it, but I just love these as I do have little quirky things like sensitivity about arms. <laughs> like if I'm watching a movie or actually they're in person, if someone has it, hand accident that really gives me the ibijibis. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's just like, um, this though, apparently rats are incredibly terrifying to Ozzy Osbourne. Really? Of all people. He says they've got so many diseases we don't have the cure for. And I was like, the man that ripped off the head of a bat right. is scared of rats? Which is hilarious, too, considering, you know, COVID and everything. It's the bat was the uh, culprit all along, mm -hmm. Ozzy. The bat was the thing. But were the ulcers the thing, Kristen Stewart? Because Kristen Stewart says that she outright hates horses. Wow, the anti-horse girl. Anti-horse. She says the hatred comes from a childhood injury. I fell off a horse once and hurt myself really badly. I broke and dislocated my elbow when I was like nine. And now that bitch... She hates horses. Every time there was like a school, uh, like a group of kids trip to like a horse place, there's always one kid that gets traumatized by the horse, right? I mean, doesn't that happen every single time they gets injured somehow? They're scary. On the horse. I'm scared they're of horses. Scary. I don't want to be near them. They're so big. You either uh, <laughs> fall in love with them forever or you're like whatever, but there's always one kid out of the group that had, you watch it happen. I remember one time a horse just got out and she banged her head on like a wooden pole on the way out of the barn because the horse got all crazy. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, that, there you go. That's making a lifelong horse phobia. Yeah. Right? The they're very right big and very strong and it's easy to get yeah I think I was on a horse once at like Girl Scout camp and the horse got spooked and it was totally fine but it was just like all you need is a split second when you're on a horse and you don't know what's gonna happen where you're just like oh fuck yeah I don't even know if I told you guys in just like in life as well that like three years ago so my sister-in-law on Jeff's side um, is a horse woman <laughs> like, like real strong like fucking badass woman and I went to net like we were visiting them in Nashville and she's like oh you should come out to the ranch and I was like no, no, no. She's like, no, 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 come out to the ranch. It'll be, it'll be great. It's like, yeah, look at me. Um, extra ranch. Um, um, the only kind of thing I know about ranch is the dipping sauce. So I went out there and um I had 
my fun, silly, cute cowgirl boots on. And there was a horse that her friend um, who had had it for 18 years and the horse was in a lot of pain. So she was like, like she was going and going blind and she was having like a fucking freak out. And she was trying, like, this horse that she's grown up with, and she's trying to, like, calm the horse down and just kept, like, running at her and, like, just, like, making these screeching sounds. And then my sister-in-law's like, yeah, so you should come meet my horse. I was like, no, this is, terrible. like, it was so close to it. I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, it's just they're going, like, the horse is going through a lot of problems, and she's the only one because it's, like, you know, her, like, it's her horse. She's the only one that can help bring it back. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's in, like all I have is uh, the utmost respect for horses. Yes, I'm I do respect them. of them. Yes, I agree. I respect them. They're beautiful. I like the horse therapy episode of Queer Eye, but I don't <laughs> want to be close to them. Right, right, no. right. They're mus very muscular. Very they're very, muscular. and they're just so big, but at least that's like a normal thing as someone that lives in Los Angeles that I don't have to worry about too often. But did you know that Patrick Stewart has a phobia of crossing the street? Huh. For him, crossing the street apparently isn't just a simple, regular, everyday thing. It's kind of a gamble with death. And I think that if you were at a point where it's like, maybe Patrick Stewart maybe just doesn't have to cross the street anymore. Maybe he just... You know, he, I, in my brain, he has a group of very attractive men come and lift him above the street. And so he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> um, but it this, can't just not to, I feel like just like horses, crossing the street is very scary. Cars are very scary and I don't like them. And they mm -hmm. kill pedestrians all the time, especially in especially in New York. In New York, it's just a fucking right. death. Yeah. They're just death machines that kill people here. And I used to hate how much stress there was around crossing the street when you're a little kid, because I was just like, "Come on!" But now I'm like, "Man, I think I'm one of those grownups that's just like the street will kill you." You know, you have to be <laughs> to teach the children to stay away from it. I told the kids today, right. I was like. They saw somebody like go in like an adult cross the street, like jaywalk. And they were like, that person went into the street. And I was like, well, when you're an adult, you are like, you can make the decision to cross the street. Like you can go into the street. You're not supposed, you're supposed to go at a crosswalk, but like adults know when to go into the street safely. And I was like, believe it or not, when you guys are like nine or 10 or 11, you'll be able to cross the street by yourself too Whoa. and decide when you can cross the street. Did you break their brains? Goes, Zelda just goes, I'm too tiny. <laughs> oh, oh my God. You're right. You're too tiny. You can't see the cars. It's not good for you. Oh my God. And I was like, that's right. You don't go anywhere near the street. It will kill you. Just like it Patrick was. Stewart says. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just teach them that Patrick Stewart hates it, and then they'll be terrified for the rest of their life. <laughs> Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And they might end up being terrified of the new M&Ms if they end up anything like Kira Sedgwick, who has a big phobia of talking foods, as in, say, talking pizzas, which means she often has to leave if food commercials are on. And it even made her husband, Kevin Bacon, turn down an offer to play a talking peanut M&M. It all comes back around. Inclusivity of the M&Ms! Amazing. Not very inclusive of you to terrify Kira Sedgwick. Kira is being a little bit, uh, I'd say, prejudiced, a little biased here. (laughs) I think that we need to normalize... Talking food. Yep. A little bit. No, yeah, yeah, it just makes me think of a, a, even the vegetables don't like them in Muppets uh, Mother Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>. Carol. <laughs> uh, fit she must and that's hate my that list. Scene. Hey, I think I'm going. Why? Oh, we can't see them. Got a few fun ones for you this week. Man, I thought I would, for a second there was a drought, and then I just three just banged out. Right it uh, right on the money. Uh, when I went back yesterday, it's in a desperate attempt to find some blinds. These are some fun ones. The last time I saw the nude photo slash playing card of the recently deceased legend auctioned, I think it went for about fifteen hundred dollars a few years back. It was an uncut autographed. Yes, she signed one four card set. One is now being offered that isn't autographed for fifty thousand. Anna Nicole Smith. Nude playing card. Recently deceased. Recently, de- recently deceased legend. Meatloaf. Who's, who died? Meatloaf. Huh? Meatloaf. Not it has meatloaf. to be Meatloaf. Not oh, meatloaf. Betty White. Yes. Queen. Nudies. Say it again. Uh, a nude photo slash playing card. That was actually the one that the, this person claims to have seen was signed uh, in a four card set. But one is now being offered that isn't autographed for $50,000. Do you believe it's true? New celebrity conspiracy. I mean, from when? Like that's probably, a probably thing. way back in the day. Probably. I mean, Betty White's had like a forever long. I just wish it was from like ten years ago. I think <laughs> right. it's true. I hope that. Yeah, it's I true. think it's, she was a hottie. Oh, yeah. she was hot. And they loved their nudie playing cards back in the day. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was the thing. And the pins that you would put up. Oh remember my those God, pens? I love those pens. You turn it upside <laughs> down, the clothes pens. fall off. Yeah, and the clothes fall off, or if it's like a, or it'd just be like um. Something normal from a tourist place you were at, or it would Man, be tits. People were so people have always been so horny, and the way that their horniness manifested yeah. and all the times before the internet is just so weird. Yeah, like oh, uh, look at this pen, and then the clothes fall off. <laughs> I mean, I'm I think it's fun horny. You know, you, I love a tourist trap horny. <laughs> yeah, woods porn, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, uh, this A-list mostly movie actress saw the success of the reunion of another franchise and very much wants one for a different movie franchise also based on books. She thinks it will give her career a boost and also maybe make someone want to make more of the movie. J-Law, J-Law. No, what? what would that be? Je- for Hunger Games, wouldn't it? No, no not Hunger Games. Ew, J-K? Uh, more fucking like? Well, well... Th- the recent reunion was for Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, right? Yeah. This actress saw that the success of that and wants uh, to maybe have this for themselves, for their own franchise that they were the lead actress of that uh, was based on books that put out several movies not too long ago that is starting to get a little bit of a 
I feel like, um, kind of nostalgia feedback lately. You're, about, you're not talking Twy Twy, are you? Maybe. <gasps> Jackie, Kristen you are Stewart. single-handedly responsible for the. If there yeah, is a twi, twi renaissance, twinaissance, it's you. I find it kind of hard to believe that Kristen Stewart actually is that fond of she the fucking franchise hates them. Enough. She hates the Twilight movies. She hates them the same way our Pats hates them. Maybe she's changed her tune. It might be fun. It'd be really fun to do a like older. Uh, like Please. Bella. Well, I also think. Well, she is currently writing a book. Ugh. Um, <laughs> uh, Smyers is writing a book about like the child that Jacob imprints upon. Like I think sixteen years later. Mm. Um, it seems that's what's going to be about Jacob and the child that he imprints upon. And I guess I'm going to assume as their romance grows, as she goes from essentially child into full grown woman at the age of 16. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that that like, that's what I've, or I've heard the crumblings about, but I also would assume that maybe case Stu wants a shot to do it properly. Mm. There is a way to do it better than it was done. Like I love what they did, but what they did is camp. It's not like, I think that they could do it seriously if they really wanted to also the right. money they would yes yeah, yeah. money you know she's been having her oscar bait fun but maybe she just wants to get that big chunk money <laughs> do you think you that then I mean? uh, you think anna kendrick would be in it and then do you think that she would get bill Hader in it because then since they are uh, fucking secretly dating i'd watch that scene. yes um wait was fun. anna what does anna kendrick have to do with twilight was she in she the plays original? jessica Really? Yeah, she was in Twilight. Yeah, that was like her first, yeah, that was kind of her first oh. movie role, like big movie role, for sure. Yeah, I'm a bit yeah. of a Twy baby over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, come check out uh, Twilight over on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Do it, five bucks a month. It's very, very uh, good and worth it. <laughs> I'm a bit of a wordsmith right now. <laughs> The A-list mostly movie actor slash sometimes director just started shooting a documentary starring himself so he can show the world how wonderful and amazing and perfect he is as a human being. Uh, he, let me give you a little bit more. Um, Boyd, is he a guy about the town? Uh, he, ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was a pretty obvious because he directed the town. Because he directed the town. It's a boring name for a movie. Great movie, though. Isn't that the name. movie that's currently out? No, that's oh, not a doc. Oh, is there a documentary about him? Uh, no, so, it's yeah, not a I, doc. But I just thought that was hilarious that that he would... Anyone who would be like, I want to make a documentary about myself. But I guess that's what's going on. I mean, Ye is already, by the way, I don't know if you saw him oh, out there genius. on... Yeah, on the internet being like, Netflix... I'm, uh, you know, you better give me final cut on this movie. This is my life, my vision, blah, 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 blah. And like, it's just so crazy. He's so crazy that to do that on like social as a social media blast as to, I don't know, as opposed to like having your agent contact the people at Netflix, you know what I mean? And doing it that way just seems a little healthier. But uh, yeah, I just, I would never want to be involved in a documentary about my life. You know what I mean? It sounds, it would be impossible, you know, just... I don't know. Just it seems like it would be um, impossible to do that right. Yes, you know um, I, I, mean? I was thinking of the Tender Bar, the Tender Bar, which I've not seen. It it's directed by George Clooney, and it has Ben Affleck in it, and it's got Christopher Lloyd in it. It's a movie that like just came out a couple of weeks ago, and I've only I've not seen the trailer for it. I've only seen the posters for it. So that's what I was thinking about. 
not a doc. There you go. Well, when we Who make the what? movie about Holden's life, Jackie and I will make it, and he won't be involved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, please. No, no, no. And it'll be called the Rebel Rouser. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Story. Yeah, no, the Rebel Arouser. So <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get really in there. Ooh, baby. Big thick. Yeah, the story of Big Thick. Whole, you know, <laughs> big dicks. No, I think it's going to be called You're already too involved. The nuts. Yeah, see, that's the problem. I'd get involved. And it's like, yeah, so I want the first 30 minutes just to be about how fun and mean my penis is. Like, you know make what I mean? it, it thicker. Like, yeah, make it thicker. Widen it in the thing. <laughs> Make it wider. Shorter and wider, please. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Shaped like a dolphin it is. Wow. With and the it squirts fin or out the side. The yeah, yeah. It squirts out oh, the top, wow. too. It squirts out the tip. Good for um, you. These have been your blind items. So I hope you enjoyed them as lustily as I did in a carnal way. Um, and if you'd like to show your carnal lust towards us, the Patreon.com. <laughs> Carnal lust. Show your carnal lust towards carnal us. lust. We yep. accept carnal lust. That's the only uh, payment we actually accept. So it is, um, <laughs> it's different for every person. But I will say, speaking of our Patreon, we have decided the polls have sp- has, have spoken. And that we will be watching the OG Gossip Girl over on the Patreon, as well as um, including on our Page 7 Discord. I am very excited to start watching it with all of you because all three of us have not ever, I've never seen an episode of Gossip Girl. Well, I said, no, I lied. I think I've seen the couple, first couple, but like years ago. So yeah, hopefully it will be set up, um, maybe even at the time this releases, the Discord uh, Patreon thing will be all set up. So that'll be the $10 Patreon layer uh, over on Patreon. If you subscribe if you subscribe to that, um, then you will get access to our uh, locked secret Discord uh, secret voice channel where we will be streaming Gossip Girl and hanging out with you guys. And it's a great way for you guys to, uh, you know, Actually interact with us in a uh, verbal, hell, even a video way if you want, uh, if you if you are so uh, not shy. Um, or if you just want to lurk in that channel and watch along with us too, that's also great. And uh, we highly uh, suggest, we, we hope you will join us. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put out a big announcement uh, when that is available for the $10 Patreon layer. We will be weekly watching episodes of... Uh, Gossip Girl, it looks like, huh? Yes! Wow. Very excited about it. But even though Sister Wives didn't win, don't worry. I'm going to continue talking about it over on Talking TV because now I've ripped the Band-Aid off. And Sobbin' Robin, I'm fucking coming for ya. And I'm gonna be the fifth wife. I'm very excited <laughs> about that. How bad did it lose? Um, what was that? How badly did it lose? <laughs> it, um, lost, it lost pretty badly. Gossip Girl really came in for the win. Uh, really? I'm, wow, I'm okay. Excited. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Oh my goodness. A lot of Supernaturals, though. I didn't put Supernatural on the poll, though. Oh. A lot of write-in, write-in candidates. Big write-in candidate. All right, we'll keep our eyes peeled because we can always change the show. We don't have to stick with any one thing. I don't think it's and... going to be forever with Gossip Girl. I think we're going to bounce around. I think that's the fun of it. Um, I think that we're going to we're gonna keep it easy. We're going to have fun. Yeah, right now we'll just say we're going to watch season one. Definitely. Uh, I like that. Because we'll we'll see what happens. We were that. fucking four seasons deep in it, Pretty Little Liars, and Jack and I were Fuck, like, what dude. are we doing? Yeah, Why that is tough. Because it really is, it's so much fun. And then, like, he had season four. I'm like, I just, I, I don't care anymore. I don't like. It doesn't make any. Like, it doesn't make sense. But then, not you know like in what? a Riverdale way. That happened with Riverdale, and then season five brought us back. Ouch! 
River. Yes, I mean I don't don't. Now we can't. Now we're on the ups, MJ. We can't speak ill of Riverdale. Oh, now. I know, I know. Now it's actually very good oh, again. It's so fucking good. All right, and uh, now it's time for the shout outs. Oh, shout and shout. Let it all out. These are the emails that you wrote in about. Come on. Go read them to you. Come on. Oh, she's a black widow, baby. Becca, Black Widow, she's in our Twitch community, and now she's in our shoutouts as well as in our hearts. And hell yes, thank you so much for some mail carrier insider information. We all gotta know this. Becca says, I'm a mail carrier, and I was delivering mail while listening to y'all talk about mail carriers today. Very trippy. After hearing everything y'all said, I knew I needed to write in. Linda is so correct with how she treats her mail carrier. Not many people think about the fact that mail carriers go by your house every day. We learn the people who live there, the vehicles, the pets, the kids, your habits. I know this is sounding bad, and maybe it could be if you have a creepy mail person, but we notice when things aren't right. If someone isn't checking their mail, if there's an unknown car outside of your house, if your dog goes missing, we probably know what it looks like and are in the area to look for it. Being semi-acquaintances with your mail carrier could be a really good thing. And from my own experience, someone offers Offering me a bottle of water during the summer, someone leaving me a small box of chocolates for Christmas, or even someone just writing thank you on a scrap of paper and leaving it in the mailbox makes all the difference. Those little acts of appreciation and kindness can literally turn our shitty day into a great day. And if we like you, we will look out for you even more. Accidentally put the wrong address on your mail or package, you'll probably still get it if we like you. If we go by the book, anything without the correct address should be sent back. Now, Becca does say this in no way represents all mail carriers, but the majority that I know. Love you all. Thank you so much, Becca, for writing that in, because I feel exactly the same way. I mean, honestly, and just in anyone in your life, just little acts of appreciation, they always go a long way. Thank you, Black Widow. And, oh, Katie, I just want to hug you. I want to hug you. I want to hug you. Mama Sausage Fingers from the Twitch community here. And I have a self-shoutout that turns into a page seven shoutout for you. I'm the director of purchasing at my local hospital in Montana, meaning I've been in the thick of COVID since before it came to my state. Throughout everything, the long hours, the uncertainty, the fear, I've been able to raise my amazing spunky baby sausage fingers. Amazing name. Thank you so much, Katie. Amelia Jean with my farmer husband daddy sausage fingers. Um, your life. I just want, can I be one of the baby sausage fingers, please? Amelia is two and a half years old right now, and all she knows is pandemic mania. I've worked my ass off, and I felt like I was killing this whole working mom thing until I suffered a miscarriage. Even with me ugly crying and not wanting to be around anyone, my little monster forced her way into my bed for cuddles and told me I was a superhero. I picked myself back up after that and got back to boss bitch mode at work. I'm not crying. Um, I love you very much. Listening to Page 7 and the Twilight series on Patreon have been getting me through the days. I may be listening to the entire series again, but no one needs to know that. And you know what? I will be 
there for you inside of your ears, whether you want me to or not. I please adopt me. I, I you can take care of me. I'm so sorry, and I love you, and thank you so much for sharing this story. And hell yeah, you are killing the whole working mom thing. You are a boss fucking bitch, Katie. Love you so much. You got this, baby. And we have another beautiful self-shout-out, and it goes out to Noah! Noah says, I wanted to send in a little self-shout-out because I deserve it after the last year. I recently got myself out of a toxic work environment, hell yeah, and have graduated to a much healthier job. My stress has been cut down so much, I never thought I'd be able to look at my phone again without anxiety. I also wanted to give a quick shout-out to my sister, Nikki, you know I love the sissy shout-out, who is such a superstar. Honestly, we've both just been out here trying to survive the crushing student loan debt and shitty jobs, but she's crushing it and is working so hard every day. I love you, Nikki. In the name of hot dog queen Jackie, I swear we will always come out on top. I decree it as well. Thank you so much, Noah, for writing in and all my love to you, Nikki, my darling Nikki. And oh my God, Lisa, I love your work. I know that we're not there yet, but um, yes, I will be emailing you. Anyway, let's get started with you, Lisa, because you are sharing the love today. Lisa says, first off, I'd love to throw recognition to two very important people in my life, my husband, Mike, and my best friend, Meridian. COVID has been hell for everyone, especially those of us with mental health challenges. I have known that I suffer from depression and ADD since 2015 and have been on medication to help me live my best life. Hell yeah, go for you, girl. Take care of yourself. At the start of pandemic, my mental health started deteriorating at an alarming rate. Mike and Meridian both saw this happening and gave me the support and inspiration to go get additional help. Fuck yes. After struggling through the mental health system, I finally managed to find the right therapist and psychiatrist to help me recognize the crippling anxiety that has taken hold, and now I have tools necessary to kick it right in the ass. You are inspiring me right now. I am going through the struggle myself, and man, do you just want to give up? I'm so fucking proud of you. She says, I don't know where or how I would be if not for them, so the least I could do is give them a heartfelt shout-out on my favorite podcast. Mike Meridian, that was so very plus ultra of you. And now for something that is outside of my comfort zone, I'd like to give myself a shout-out. As someone who lives with depression and anxiety, it's hard to see things that I do as being worthy or deserving of praise. With the support of my friends and encouragement from my dice-collecting community, I have made a name for myself as a respect dice reinker. I take tabletop dice, remove the paint, and repaint the dice to fit any aesthetic. I've actually started a little side hustle of selling my time and skill to other collectors who want to give their favorite dice a makeover. I'm very proud of my work I've done, and I think everyone should take time to share what they are passionate about because it's important. It's important because you are important and you are worth it. You can see my work at Lisa K Inc. at Instagram.com. So it's L I S A K A Y Inc. Lisa K Inc. or Lisa K Inc. on Facebook. Thank you so much for indulging me in my long winded shout out. It wasn't, and I'm so excited to see your work. Lisa K Inc., please look it up. And thank you for the self shout out. I understand it's, it's scary to write an email to someone that you don't know and be like, oh, can you just like uh, pump me up? But that's what we're here for. We have a beautiful community. And even if you just want to send your story and just 
write me an email. I won't read it. I don't have to read it if you don't want me to. I just, you know, sometimes you just got to get it out. You got to just share, like you said, Lisa, share what you're passionate about. Share positive things. We are here for each other, regardless of the fact that we are not in each other's homes or like having parties or things like that. But we're still here. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for the shout outs and the oh and the porch goose messages and just all the messages in general. Love you guys. And that is it for our show this evening. I really appreciate you guys sticking around and hanging out with us and listening to us, you know, hem and haw and scream about our eagles and our M&Ms and I mean, right now it is, I feel like we didn't even make mention of the fact that MJ is recording inside of a literal closet and Holden is right outside of his bathroom in the <laughs> thoroughfare of his home. And um, Right outside of a closet, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, all, yeah, you're right, you're right outside of your closet, so keep it fun, keep it real. I've gone back into the closet, Holden has come out of the closet. <laughs> I'm proud of both of you equally. And Good times. I love you guys. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at jackthatworm. Come hang out on Tuesdays and Thursdays over on twitch.tv forward slash. Oh no, it's Jackie. We talk about sex on Tuesdays and we try to bang daddies on Thursdays. And um, it's been horny. Come hang out. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, check me out, Hold Nader's Ho on Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash Hold Nader's Ho. Monday, Tuesday, Friday streams. I stream with Jackie on Fridays, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Get it in your dog's mouth also check out page seven podcast at gmail.com i can't i can't stress it enough send in your conspiracy theories send in your blind items send all the love everything it's it's all red it's all great and we really appreciate it um again that's page seven podcast at gmail.com mj take it away my name is mj and i'm mjkl cat on instagram let's get the heck out of here bye guys see you next week bye everybody this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to go to lastpodcastnetwork.com price drop time to shop get to a nordstrom rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.